Hello everyone and welcome to a new GE podcast episode. I hope all of you are doing well. In today's episode we'll be talking all about dopamine addiction and the internet. First of all, before starting this video, I just wanted to check in with you all, ask how you're all doing and yeah, I just hope you've been enjoying the new episodes that have been coming out this year. I actually already recorded this episode, but unfortunately I lost all the recording of it so I'll be re-recording it um but that happens you know in life not everything goes as you want it to even when you've planned it that way um but yeah I'm wishing you all the best this week and let's get started with the episode so what is dopamine addiction and what is its relationship to the internet so before going into kind of more detail i wanted to explain what dopamine addiction is or what even just dopamine is so dopamine is a type of neurotransmitter and in simple terms this means that your body makes it and your nervous system uses it to send messages between nerve cells so it doesn't actually give you pleasure itself as what's actually commonly thought but dopamine motivates us to do things we think will bring pleasure now too much or too little of it can of course lead to a vast range of health issues or health problems which honestly it feels like everything we talk about has if it's like too much or too little it's going to happen so you're going to of course at times swing into that so have a bit too much or too little but i'm not really talking about dopamine in that sense i want to talk about it in relationship to social media specifically and dopamine addiction. So this is when you are having too much dopamine and it is being caused by social media or social media is reinforcing this. Now social media the way it's been designed in fact has a reinforcing nature. It activates the brain's reward center by releasing dopamine. And this is why a lot of people get addicted to social media. You might notice this when you are online or on social media, but it feels like every spare second is an opportunity to be stimulated. Whether it was first of all having long form content on YouTube to then going onto Instagram, which now has reels or YouTube shorts, everything is much shorter now, which means you can watch way more, which means you're constantly being overstimulated. And an interesting fact that kind of goes along with that is that global depression rates have been climbing significantly in the past 30 years. So that kind of proves how social media and the internet could have has like kind of links in with this. Because what's really important to think is that nowadays we are never really alone with our thoughts or we can at least avoid doing that. We're we're forever interrupting ourselves. And we rarely concentrate on really difficult tasks because, or kind of get into a creative flow because we just, we pick up our phones, you know? And this can be oftentimes because we are addicted and we don't know what it feels like to kind of just sit with those feelings or be in that creative flow. It's just so unusual for us. Now, there has been a lot of research done recently into how social media and the internet impacts our brains. Experts who study the internet say that there is this magnetic attraction that social media brings. And what happens is that the content plays to our neurological impulses and wiring, such that consumers find it hard to turn away from the incoming stream of information. 
So the way that social media has designed specifically feeds into our neurological impulses and wiring. So it, it's, it is very difficult or very easy to become um, addicted to social media. In this episode, I don't want to kind of say that it's an easy fix or you shouldn't, why, why are you addicted to social media? That's not the question. It's, it's actually social media has been designed to be addictive. So it makes sense if you are. But hopefully this podcast episode can make you realise that you are and inspire you to make changes in your lifestyle. Now, I just wanted to actually give some examples of how social media is designed to increase dopamine. So first of all, social media can be a source of instant gratification. As we receive, as we can receive notifications, likes and comments immediately after posting content. And these hits of dopamine can actually create a powerful cycle of addiction. And you may find yourself constantly feeling like you need to check and engage with social media to maintain this pleasurable feeling that you have. A lot of people also struggle with FOMO. So social media can trigger feelings of FOMO as we are consistently exposed to the highlights of other people's lives. And this fear can actually drive dopamine addictions as we or as users feel compelled to actually stay connected and engage with social media to avoid missing out on experiences or opportunities. So even though you aren't actually experiencing them, the way that social media is set up is that you believe that if you don't if you aren't on social media seeing those people doing those things, you're actually missing out. So it's kind of this this dopamine feedback loop is created where we have trained our brains to associate social media with pleasure and reward but this then actually reinforces the dopamine addiction cycle so yeah it's it's really really interesting and over time excessive use of social media actually may lead to a decrease in natural dopamine production making it more difficult for users to experience pleasure and satisfaction from other activities which then may further drive the dependency on social media for dopamine release. And that's why I think scientists have looked at this dopamine addiction that social media causes and realised maybe that's one of the reasons why depression has increased. Because you, what ends up happening is that you get, you're so excessively using social media that that dopamine doesn't release in the same way that it used to when you use social media. So you actually don't end up getting satisfaction anymore from it and you feel much more down and your moods are lower and you don't feel or experience the pleasure that you used to. Now, here are some signs of social media addiction. So if you feel like any of these are signs that you might have, hopefully some of the advice that I give later on in the episode might inspire you to make some changes to your lifestyle so that you don't let you can kind of use social media positively and you don't let it impact your life negatively and yeah I think social media can really make your life feel as though it's not like you're not doing enough all the time and that it's unsatisfying so yeah it's definitely something to think about now signs of social media addiction excessive time spent on social media Spending a significant amount of time on social media platforms, often at the expense of other activities or responsibilities, is usually a sign that you're addicted. Frequent checking of social media, 
So you might be checking notifications, your feed or messages consistently without like with with no reason. Now, for example, you might be sitting on the sofa watching TV and you're on your phone as well. I think everyone does this. Everyone's guilty. You might have a series on in the background. You're on your phone and you're doing work on your laptop. But this is really not good for your brain. So that's another example that you might be struggling with social media addiction. Another one is FOMO, again, which I mentioned earlier. So fear of missing out. You might feel anxious or worried about missing out on events. You might find it difficult to disconnect. Now, oftentimes, I think a lot of us are really exhausted all the time nowadays. Whether we obviously, we do have very busy lives, but I think social media and the amount that we are online is impacting the way we rest. So we've actually done a whole other podcast episode on rest. So feel free to go check that out. But it is interesting when you think about how you might actually struggle to disconnect. So you're not in fact actually ever resting properly. So yeah, that's another thing to think about. Another one is social media might have a negative impact on your relationships. So social media addiction can actually strain relationships with friends and family due to a lack of face-to-face communication or you might be constantly distracted. So you aren't in fact listening to your family and friends. And it's really important to make sure that your loved ones feel heard, but you also want to be heard. And if there's not this two-way communication or this two-way relationship, it's going to become very, very difficult. And finally, in general, social media addiction, you'll notice that your mental health is maybe getting worse or isn't great. So excessive social media use can contribute to feelings of anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, and even sleep disturbances. Now, this is the bit that I'm always most excited for. These are some things that, after researching a little bit, I found that could help you with social media addiction. As always, our research is, we're not professionals, but we do like to kind of do some research online, whether that's from psychologists, we'll get information from psychologists and therapists, or it could even just be people on YouTube. Because that is one of the great things about the internet is you can learn so much and feel inspired by other people. So yeah, but it can also be a really daunting place where you don't know where to look. So hopefully in this podcast episode, you've kind of gotten a bit of information about what dopamine addiction is or and how you can be addicted to social media, what it then looks like, and this is now some advice. So the first one is to try and set goals. So determine how much time you want to actually spend on social media each day and set specific goals to gradually reduce your usage. Now, I think for a lot of people, some people it might work, but completely deleting the app might not be the best option. It might be for some people because sometimes... If you are truly, I don't know, it really depends on the personality actually. But for some people, you might just want to completely delete the app. For other people, it might be gradually reducing your usage is the way to go. Now, I know on a lot of phones nowadays, you can actually schedule when you can access your social media apps. So you could try and do that. Um... So that that kind of links to the next point that I wanted to make, which was use time limiting features 
So many devices have built-in features that actually help manage your usage. So you could set daily time limits or reminders and or even just use some app blocking tools that will stop you from using those apps because it can be so easy to say I'm not going to go on it but if it's there you'll see you automatically will just go on your phone and click that app so yeah you might want to actually turn off notifications now this might not work for everyone I was doing this for a bit and I actually ended up sometimes checking it more because I was thinking oh what happens if someone's messaged me I'm not receiving that message so that didn't actually help me personally use social media less but it might help you you might want to find alternative activities so engage in hobbies exercise socialize with friends offline to replace that time spent on social media because the amount of time that you might spend on social media you could use that to do so many other things you know and sometimes it's just very easy to scroll but why not try and organize a social with your friends or start a new hobby or exercise like any of those things might really help another thing if you struggle to go to sleep and so not go to sleep but use your phone while you're trying to go to sleep i would say this might be really hard but put your phone on the opposite side of your room or just far away from you now this helps with also waking up but it's really good if you just constantly just reach for your phone if you're struggling to fall asleep now if you want to maybe another thing could be that instead of putting it on the other side of the room if you don't like reading for example and you have nothing to do and you struggle to fall asleep you might want to listen to a meditation or a podcast like a relaxing podcast or a relaxing youtube video and put that on in the background so that you're not actually scrolling on it but you are still distracting your brain a little bit because I know a lot of people struggle with sleeping um another one is use social media with intention so instead of mindlessly scrolling through your feeds try and use social media with intention so for example you could use LinkedIn to network with colleagues or on Instagram you could find use it to find new recipes or workout ideas you might want to use it I don't know you might want to specifically follow pages that inspire you or make you feel content. I think that's what's really important is that you have the ability to change what you see on your feed and what makes you feel good. And honestly, the amount of good food recipes I have found online is amazing from all different cultures. It's like my favorite thing. So use it for something that you're passionate about. You, I'm sure you will find a video about it. And... Yeah, actually an interesting fact that I have is that 45% of people choose to scroll through social media instead of sleep. So you might actually be very, very tired and your brain, your body is ready to sleep. But because you're using your phone and you're looking at that blue light, you're actually keeping yourself awake. So you might say, oh, I'm struggling to fall asleep. I can't sleep. I'm going to keep scrolling. But you're actually creating this feedback like negative feedback loop where you're stuck in that cycle of needing to sleep not being able to looking at your phone that's actually making you more awake to then struggling to sleep so yeah I will also try and link some books or resources when I have time that you can access to help you with some of the advice that I've given 
but we have done a post on Instagram before about um, social media addiction or doing like a social media detox. So if you're interested in that, feel free to look at it. But yeah, this is actually the end of this week's episode. Please, in the comments, leave any thoughts and opinions. If you have any, feel free to DM us as well. And yeah, I think social media is a great place at times, but it can also be a very difficult place to be. And you want to just make sure that you're looking after yourself. You, you'll, as soon as you'll, you start reducing the amount of time that you're on it, you'll really see the impacts. And it'll be really difficult at first. There'll be so many times where you'll slip back into going on social media all the time or you'll re-download the app because you are addicted. That's that's what it is. But if you just realise that social media has been designed that way to keep you there, it's not because you're missing out on anything if you're not going on it. It's not because there is something there for you to see. It's actually been designed that way to keep consumers constantly consuming information consuming things and we kind of want to reject that idea and use it in a positive way to connect with other people to hear other people's voices that might otherwise not be heard I think it's very important in that aspect but you want to make sure that you're looking after yourself your mental health because yeah social media can make you feel like your your life is not good enough or you're not worthy of all the things that you do deserve so just remember that what you're seeing on social media most of the time is people's highlight reels and that's the way it is but you can definitely follow so many community groups online that will make you feel very very good about yourself so definitely try and check some of them out and I'm wishing you all the best and look forward to a new podcast episode very soon bye